Okay, it's the Midnight Skeptic speaking to you all again. Oh boy, what a week this has been. Um, I gotta play my play-in music and then get right to it. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not, necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, uh, this is the Midnight Skeptic Show number 67, and uh, it's uh, now Wednesday, the 4th, and I've heard all the jokes, may the 4th be with you from all the uh, Star Trek nerds, uh, no, not Star Trek, uh, you know what I mean, okay, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars nerds, yeah, okay, and uh, yesterday, I attempted to record this, and through technical screw-ups that I'm not clear on what happened, uh, a couple of power outages and phone calls from PG&E and things, uh, uh, anyway, it didn't get recorded. So anyway, here I am, and uh, this is going to be broadcast on Sunday the 8th of, uh, we're in May now, Sunday the 8th, and at 9 p.m. the usual time, uh, Pacific Standard Time, and then uh, midnight on the East Coast. Um, yeah, uh, this is, uh, been a, it's becoming a rough week, I mean, as if we didn't need any more uh, stress in our lives. But uh, fortunately, I have my cat that I can pet now and then, and she keeps my stress levels down. Okay, the views, um, the views that I express on the Midnight Skeptic, which, by the way, are the proper and correct views held by the Midnight Skeptic, are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access or any of its affiliates. Uh, differing opinions, meaning differing from mine, uh, although they're wrong, uh, should be um, relayed to the Midnight Skeptic via, okay, now this is an email address, themidnightskeptic at gmail.com. It's all one word, all lowercase. And uh, in the messages, include all your hate mail and death threats to me. Uh, I, I relish them. I haven't gotten very many, actually, uh, to be honest with you, over the last five years that I've been doing this show on KPCALP 103.3 FM in Sonoma County. Okay, uh, shout-outs. Uh, I have a couple of listeners in uh, the UK, Ireland, uh, Germany, the Czech Republic, Australia, and New Zealand, and uh, they hear me over anchor.com. FM, which is uh, an accumulator of podcasts and um, shows like mine, and uh, mainly it's Spotify that I'm broadcasting to the whole damn world over. Okay, uh, shout out, shout outs. Okay, the international people, and then I, I got a new listener, Art Kutznets, uh, locally, Petaluma here. Nariman, Tim Conrad, Tom and Nancy Throw, Dennis and Megan down in Tiburon, and Yvonne Santos in San Francisco, uh, Kevin and Lori in Katati, Stan Gustafson down in Pacifica, Rich and Kathy Berger over in Sebastopol, then down to L.A., Jackie and Wayne Kolar, and then uh, Samantha Kolar, their daughter, is, I guess, a new viewer. She clicks the like button on it. And then over to Arizona, Karina Hilliard, the snake lady, an animal control officer, um, 
and my brother Brandon and his wife Mina and their daughter Andrea, who's a nurse, my niece, and uh, her husband Tim, uh, retired Marine, booyah, and their three little terrorists uh, uh, who were just starting, you know, coach pitch, uh, little league, and uh, okay. And uh, over to Florida, Amelia Beamer and uh, Nelson and Alice Lydell. And uh, mm, in the Raleigh-Durham area, had a doctor, David Rubin, uh, ex-roommate from back in the 70s. Boy, where does the time go when we're having fun? And then to Long Island, Gerilyn Goldfinger. Okay, all right, enough of the shout-outs. Um, the FBI has arrested a man for threatening the Merriam-Webster Company. They publish dictionaries, among other things. Okay, why did he uh, threaten them? Okay, over its definition in its dictionary, its new dictionary, of girl, female, and woman. The guy's name, the jerk's name, is Jeremy David Hansen, 34. Uh, that's thir that's his uh, age, not his IQ. Um, of Rossmore, California, and uh, I'm not quite sure where Rossmore is. I probably should have Googled it before I uh, started talking about all this. But uh, he posted several threatening messages on the company's uh contact us website um, he threatened to shoot and bomb employees back in the company's headquarters in massachusetts uh, the messages he posted were full of hateful anti-lgbtq rhetoric part of his rhetoric said uh, quote i'm quoting him there's no such thing as gender identity the imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot. He goes on, quote, It is sickening that you have caved to the cultural Marxists, anti-science, tranny agenda. And he, this is what he said, T-R-A-N-N-Y. That's a, you know, a put down of the transgender community. And altered the definition of female as part of the left's efforts to deny reality. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, now, okay, here's a quiz. Every now and then on my show, I'll uh, have a little quiz here. But here's a new quiz, and I'll give you the correct answer on next week's show. Okay. The question is, it's multiple choice. Is this guy a... Republican MAGA head, one, Republican MAGA head, two, a Christian, three, a follower of the cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag, or four, all of the above. I'll give you the correct answer next week. Okay. Uh, if this guy is so uh, concerned about Merriam-Webster's definition of woman, well, just wait till he gets to prison and find out what their definition of woman is. <laughs> I'm sure he'll enjoy himself. Okay, uh, I know this uh, may be hard to believe, but Florida's uh, Department of Education and Governor Ron DeSantis himself have been lying to us and the people of Florida. My God! What's next? Teachers in Florida are not indoctrinating their students into CRT or social-emotional learning, which seems to be a Republican right-wing MAGA-head talking point. Uh, social-emotional learning is... Uh, Learning to share, learning to work with others in a community, in a committee, I mean, or a community for that matter. Um, it's uh, when I 
uh, went through a teaching credential program back in the mid-70s, uh, that term, social-emotional learning, was just kind of a new thing that uh, teachers were, potential teachers, were encouraged to uh, help their students um, achieve. Just, I don't know, you can boil it down to just being nice and accepting your classmates, even ones that have some sort of differences. That's that's all it is, but Republicans can't stand that. Yeah, you got to bully kids that have differences. Okay, and neither of these right-wing new boogeyman topics are, are to be found in Florida's math books. There have been people that looked into these 51... Uh, math books that were rejected by the Florida Department of Education for the reason that they include CRT or um, social-emotional learning, and none of them really have had that in them. Uh, any mention in these books of critical thinking, caring is sharing, or learning to work together is just leftist, communist, un-American crap, and Florida's impressionable preteens can't be exposed to it, especially if uh, Barney the Dinosaur presents it. Oh, heavens. And especially, these banned math books can't have drawings of black kids. Yeah. Um, okay, enough of that. Uh, Ron, DeSec Ron DeSantis, as long as we're in Florida, we might as well expose the whole stupid Republican project in that state. Uh, Ron DeSantis's election police force is now up and running. It's officially called the Office of Election Crimes and Security. Ten officers will be hired. Three $0.7 million is the budget for this office. Mm. Florida taxpayers, this is where your money is going. There has not been any evidence of uh, election fraud in this country anywhere that would in any way change the outcome of any elections, except in Florida... Uh, there were a couple of uh, elderly Republicans who attempted to vote two or three times. Uh, what's that? I'm off my notes again, but I'm trying to think of the name of that community where they live. Uh, Leisure Town or something like that. But anyway, uh, okay, but anyway, no election fraud will ever happen in Florida on Ron DeSantis's watch. Mm. Okay. Enough of that. New topic. Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O. Uh, I've talked about this uh, creep on a number of shows, and I will go into more in a future show about what his background actually is. He's a Republican operative um, that uh, he worked for a small think tank, a right-wing think tank up in Seattle, and uh, he's the one who came up with converting CRT into a, a fear word that uh, Republican politicians can use to gain power, I guess. Okay, and, but I'm going to quote him here. And uh, all right. And, and he was bragging to whoever the person was that was interviewing him. But anyway, quote, we have successfully frozen the left's brand, critical race theory, into public conversation and are steadily driving up negative perceptions of it. Uh, we, meaning the MAGA head right, will eventually turn it toxic as we put all of the various cultural insanities under that brand category. The goal is to have the public read something crazy in the newspaper and immediately think CRT 
we have uh, decodified. That's a uh, that's a term in messaging circles, mainly the right wing, that um, will take what its original meaning was and uh, change it to something that uh, the right can use. Okay, let me. I'm off my notes again. Okay, uh, I'm continuing with uh, Christopher Rufo's quote. We have decodified the term and will recodified it to annex the entire range of cultural constructions that are unpopular with Americans. Well, a lot of these uh, cultural constructions are actually uh, very popular with uh, Americans, except the, the, the right wing in their paranoia and their misunderstanding of what the American public really wants, uh, like uh, uh, pro-choice uh, for women, um, things like that. That's actually very popular. Uh, with the American public. I'll go into that a little bit later, but uh, that's a, a typical of the things that they're trying to subsume within CRT. Okay. All right. Okay. Enough riffing on that. Okay. I've got uh, three quotes that I want to read to you. Um, Two of them are from, believe it or not, country and western singers. And uh, I went myself uh, through a phase where I listened to country and western music, you know, back in the 70s. Um, and I liked both of these singers. And uh, I, you know, after a while, you get tired of hearing about songs about pickup trucks and trains and beer and honky-tonks and uh, you know, my woman left me and all that kind of stuff. But uh, um, anyway, I'm riffing again. Uh, here's the three quotes, and uh, I will tell you who said them after I read the quote. Okay, a family is a family whether you are a gay family or a straight family. If that's your family, you should be treated with the utmost respect. And we do that no matter what. I say a good Christian wouldn't be judging anyway. We're supposed to love and accept each other. Well, who said that? Dolly Parton. And uh, since uh, Ron DeSantis... Uh, in all of his wisdom, has picked a fight with Disney over Disney World in Florida and is encouraging uh, right-wing MAGA-head Republican conservatives to boycott Disney. Uh, other stupid MAGA-heads are trying to encourage their people to go to Dollywood instead of uh, Disney World. <clears throat> well, uh, Dolly Parton herself is quite progressive and liberal. And um, one great thing she did uh, that I'm very, very proud of her about uh, is that she will foot the bill for higher education, meaning college in the local uh, community college, for all employees who want to go, including part-timers and seasonal employees. Okay, good for her. And she's, um, she can certainly afford it. I mean, she's a mega millionaire and uh, Dollywood has been directed to allow the seasonal part-timers and full-timers to go to college if they have a desire to and to pay for it. Okay, great. Good for her. Uh, okay, quote number two. We are all the same. There is no difference anywhere in the world. People are people. They laugh, cry, 
feel and love, and music seems to be the common denominator that brings us all together. Music cuts through all boundaries and goes right to the soul. Well, who said that? Willie Nelson. Mm, I, I, I like his songs. And, uh, ooh, he is being shunned, not for musical things, but for his rather liberal and progressive uh, ideas, and uh, especially since he's on the board of directors of Normal. All right, well, what's Normal? N-O-R-M-L. That's a, uh, that stands for National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Okay, Normal. And, uh, the the hard right wing stupid evangelicals are saying don't listen to Willie Nelson songs anymore. He's a he's one of them lefties. Okay, well he sort of is. Okay, and I'm I and, and I like him and I like most of his songs. Okay, uh, third quote. Uh, she's not a country and western singer. She's a uh, white suburban. Uh, mom who got herself elected to the Michigan uh, State Senate. And, uh, okay, quote from her. Uh, what? Okay, excuse me. Let me start over again. Want quality teachers in your schools? Stand up and push back against hate so teachers can get back to creating a welcoming, inspiring space for kids to learn and grow instead of having to constantly defend against attempts to marginalize any kids who are a little bit different. Okay, who said that? Well, uh, Mallory McMorrow, M a capital M-C, capital M-O-R-R-O-W. Uh, she's a rising star in uh, democratic uh, political circles after her defense in front of the Michigan Senate against accusations from this Republican um, person who's uh, running for office accused her of uh, grooming... Uh, her, helping to groom the kids in schools. Okay. Uh, since the election is right around the corner, I mean, November, it's six months away, you're going to be hearing stupid-ass MAGA-head Republican conservatives tossing this word around a lot. Believe me, some of the... Uh, messaging gurus in the Republican Party are encouraging candidates to use this word. And um, in fact, uh, Ron DeSantis's press secretary used that word. If you're against the go say, excuse me, if you're against the don't say gay bill, then you're a groomer. All right. That was, I forget what her name is. I did a small segment on that creep. Uh, I think it was two shows ago when she actually said that. So anyway, you're going to be hearing that word a lot. Okay, it's part of the uh, evidence that the the QAnon conspiracists have uh, wormed their way into the Republican Party and changed it for the worse. I don't know how Republicans can be any more worse, but, you know, people that uh, have incorporated uh, pedophilia and grooming into the party's platform, they don't actually have a platform. I'm kidding about that. Uh, but anyway, just prepare yourselves to hear that. Okay, enough of that. Okay, on the last show, I had... Yet another of my brain freezes, and I couldn't remember the name of uh, the CFI uh, daily newsletter. Okay, well, what's CFI? 
It's the Center for Inquiry. They're the parent uh, organization that publishes the Skeptical Inquirer, the magazine that I have been subscribing to for about the last 25 years. And it's where I get... Uh, um, a lot of my inspiration for even being skeptical about things. Although when this show started uh, and I chose to call it the Midnight Skeptic, um, skepticism in its modern iteration uh, began in uh, 1976. Uh, Carl Sagan and uh, James Randi, the magician who calls himself the Amazing Randy. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away about a year and a half ago. Uh, and some other philosophers of science um, back in Amherst, New York, started this organization. And, um, you know, they debunked things like, uh, oh, ghosts and... Bigfoot and UFOs and uh, crop circles and flat earth and uh, ESP and uh, things of, of that nature. And, and they expanded their skepticism to include being skeptical about complementary and alternative medicines that are not supported by any scientific evidence, okay, uh, such as homeopathy, naturopathy, osteopathy, uh, chiropractic, uh, acupuncture, uh, all of the various energy healing modalities. Uh, but anyway, uh, over the years, you know, I, I was talking about that, but I, Lately, meaning the last, I don't know, two and a half, three years, uh, the legacy of the orange sociopathic bloat bag has caused me to shift the emphasis um, on this show, The Midnight Skeptic, to kind of uh, anti-Republican rants, and uh, which is what I'm doing now. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm off my notes, and I'm just riffing now. Okay. Uh, okay, the name of the newsletter. I, I haven't gotten around to saying what it is. Okay, well, it's entitled The Morning Heresy, H-E-R-E-S-Y, and it's put out by Paul Fidalgo. Uh, he's the communications director of... Uh, the CFI, Center for Inquiry, and um, it's an excellent way for all secular skeptic types to start their day. Well, I start my day that way by reading his uh, uh, morning heresy. Okay. Okay. Um, I've always found it strange that the question... What is the meaning of life is considered unanswerable. The answer is in the capacity to ask the question. Uh, the meaning of life is to experience life and to make it as good as we can for as many of us as we can. We will never be here again. Um, and... Uh, that is why every moment here on earth is a gift. Consciousness is its own reward. Okay. Uh, on the few occasions when I've been asked by otherwise sincere people, you know, what happens to us when we die? The answer, and this is the correct answer, nothing. It's like the ending of The Sopranos uh, on television. If you remember, suddenly the screen cut to black. It's just it, okay? There is no afterlife. There is no heaven. There is no hell. So don't worry about getting to or having to go to one of those places. Uh, religion is no help 
and uh, all of the praying that you do during your lifetime isn't going to do you any good. Just be the best person that you can possibly be and, um, you know, make as many other people on this planet as happy as you can with whatever skills you have to help make that happen. And that that's it. Consciousness is its own reward. And uh, I'm not sure where that whole quote came from, but I wrote it down and I forgot to write down the person who said it. Okay. Uh, half an hour has gone by of my ranting and it's time for a sip of grape juice. Okay. <sighs> okay. I was saying that this week has been rather difficult and uh, it has been because of the our stupid-ass conservative justices on the Supreme Court, uh, led by, uh, oh God, here's another brain, free, brain freeze. Um, okay, the overturning of Roe v. Wade would mean that every other decision related to the notion of privacy uh, is thrown out or into question. Okay. Uh, Samuel Alito, he's the guy that wrote this draft uh, opinion, and uh, it's been confirmed that, you know, this is legitimate. This is something that he did write, and it's 99% um, certain that that's going to be uh, in later June, um, the position of the Supreme Court that they are going to get rid of Roe v. Wade. Well, the personal privacy thing uh, comes from the 14th Amendment and is the word in there, liberty, uh, other decisions have uh, referenced that and um, interpreted that mean, to mean that we as individuals have a certain amount of privacy. If we didn't have that privacy, then it would infringe on our liberty. Okay. Uh, and if, well, when Roe v. Wade is overturned, it will open the floodgates for other right-wing wishes. And uh, come November, the election, November 8th, I think it is this year. Anyway, uh, I'm admonishing all of my listeners and viewers out there to get out and vote. Not just vote, but actively work for Democratic candidates. The best thing that could happen to this country is that we would vote out all Republican, um, Republican political candidates, even the ones that profess to be reasonable and uh, are pro-choice. If a person decides to uh, call him or herself a Republican, then they um, are endorsing all of the hateful, fearful, MAGA-head conservative positions on everything. Just get rid of them and let the, the few Republicans that call themselves reasonable to start up a new party. And let them call it, you know, the, the Heritage Foundation Party or the... Uh, the, the reasonable conservative party or something. Just let them start from scratch again. Okay, uh, let me tell you the decisions that will be in jeopardy if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Okay, Griswold v. Connecticut. Uh, 
Okay, well, what is that? Okay, you're going to be hearing about that uh, in the coming months uh, before the official Supreme Court decision is handed down. Okay, Griswold versus Connecticut. That is the availability of contraception, uh, which Connecticut had outlawed up until um, that day that the decision was made. And um, again, my notes are inadequate. I don't remember exactly when that was, um, when that decision came down, but it was uh, in the later 70s or early 80s. And uh, Connecticut, which is normally a fairly progressive state, they had still on their books outlawing uh, contraceptive availability. Okay, well, that was overturned. As a matter of fact, the law in Connecticut uh, that got reversed mentioned married couples. Okay, well, wives in a marital relationship were um, not able to, uh, according to the law, to take contraceptives. Well, you know, what about the single women? Okay, that's for another discussion. Okay, another one that can be overturned by means of the same privacy legality, Obergefell versus Hodges, and that's the one that allowed same-sex couples to marry. Um, and the justices used the same privacy uh, legal thought to overturn that. Okay, well, that it's coming. That's what the uh, evangelical right-wing Christian stupid MAGA head Republicans want to do next. Now, they may not press for it right away, but mark my words, that's what they want to do, is to do away with Obergefell versus Hed Hodges. Okay, now here's another one that is in danger, or would be in danger if uh, Roe v. Wade is overturned. Uh, what about Loving versus Virginia? What was that, you might ask? Okay, that is the Supreme Court decision in 1968 that allowed couples who are of different races to marry. Throughout the South, which is now essentially Republican stronghold, it was illegal for the mixing of the races. And uh, there were laws against... Um, Mainly it was aimed at blacks and whites, although uh, out here in California we had a similar law that uh, the state court overturned back in, I think it was the 1950s. I'll have to look that up. That's not in my notes here. Um, a, a white guy married a Mexican girl. Well, that case, well, they were breaking the law, and uh, they went... Uh, they carried their case all the way up to the California State Supreme Court, and it was overturned. Okay, so, I mean, it's not uh, just the hateful, fearful South that uh, had laws like this. Okay, but anyway, uh, Loving versus Virginia would definitely be in danger. And I'm sure that there's some Republican politicians that would welcome the overturning of Loving and uh, Loving versus Virginia. They're all for states' rights, which is a theory that uh, the Southern Dixiecrats used to maintain Jim Crow laws uh, back in the 40s and 50s, and until it was overturned, until these Jim Crow Jim Crow laws were overturned uh, by the 1964 Civil Rights Bill uh, signed by LBJ, and then also the next year, uh, in 1965, uh, the Voting Rights Law was passed, again, signed by LBJ, 
anyway, uh, I'm telling you, Republicans would want us to go back to the the hateful years of Jim Crow and women knowing their place. They'll have kids, whether they want them or not. (laughs) Okay, okay, another one that would be in danger. Uh, should Roe v. Wade uh, get overturned is the medical treatment for LGBTQ youth. That falls under the purview of privacy. And uh, make no mistake about it, uh, the Republican Party that is essentially controlled by uh, Southern Baptists and Pentecostals and other evangelicals would jump at the chance to get rid of uh, medical treatment for LGBTQ youth. Uh, uh, and if my listeners out there don't believe me, there's already laws on the books and they're being challenged in court now, uh, especially Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Idaho, um, that uh, threaten doctors who provide treatment to LGBTQ youth uh, with a felony charge and prison time should they render gender-affirming treatment uh, to any LGBTQ youth. Okay. And and I'm kind of riffing on this topic here. Oh, okay. A little note in the margin here. Guess who in 1967 signed a bill uh, removing all restrictions on abortion here in California? Ronald Reagan, Governor Ronald Reagan signed it. The the Republican that uh, up until recently, uh, all other Republicans paid obeisance to, excuse me, i got to take another sip here. Okay, all right. And the notion of states' rights harkens back to the Dixiecrats, pre-civil rights, and uh, voting rights in the middle 60s. Okay, Uh, here's a great quote. I just happened to run across it like today. Uh, it's from uh, Trevor Noah. Now, he's the guy, he's the comedian that uh, is on Comedy Central now. He took over from uh, Brain Freeze, Brain Freeze. Uh, but anyway, uh, he was at the uh, White House Correspondence Dinner and did a good job uh, from what little excerpts I've seen of him on uh, YouTube. Anyway, this is his quote. Isn't it amazing, after all these years of Republicans and the religious right screaming about Sharia law, turns out they were just jealous, okay? They want, they would want all of the uh, Sharia law um, benefits, and I'm quote-unquote, to adhere to the Republican platform if they could get away with it. Okay. Now, uh, I have a couple of uh, things I want to read here to you. First one is a short one. Uh, It's from uh, Layla Cohan. And she's talking about the Roe v. Wade um, thing. And, uh, you know, the sanctity of life. Okay. If it was about babies, we'd have excellent and free universal maternal care. You wouldn't be charged a cent to give birth, no matter how complicated your delivery was. If it was about babies, we'd have months and months of parental leave for everyone. If it was about babies, we'd have free lactation consultants, free diapers, free formula. If it was about babies, we'd have free and excellent child care from newborns on. Uh, 
If it was about babies, we'd have universal preschool and pre-K and guaranteed after-school placements. But, okay, that, that's it. That's her message here. But, of course, it's not about babies. Uh, once, uh, once a mother gives birth, then they're on their own as far as Republicans are concerned. They're not pro-life. Republicans are not pro-life. If they were, they would also uh, be in favor of uh, more and more stringent gun control laws. I mean, shootings at schools don't even make the front page anymore. Um, uh, if abortion is the cause of deaths of unborn children, which is what Republicans like to say, then gun control would certainly keep down the amount of dead kids that get shot every year. Mm. So don't let Republicans use this. It's all about the sanctity of life. They're more they're no more concerned with the sanctity of life than the NRA is or the uh, uh, GOA, Gun Owners of America. They aren't concerned with the sanctity of life. Okay, well, time check here. All right, still got plenty of time. Okay, uh, I don't know where my uh, son Dennis... Um, got this quote, but he forwarded it. Uh, he's as um, progressive as I am. Okay, quote, The unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for, you know, like the Republicans are advocating for fertilized eggs because they're for the uh, sanctity of life. Okay, let me start this over again. Uh, the unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated. Unlike the incarcerated, addicted, or the chronically poor, they don't resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct. Unlike widows, they don't ask you to question patriarchy. Unlike orphans, they don't need money, education, or child care. Unlike aliens, they don't bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. And the you in here is Republicans. Let's get that straight. Okay, religious baggage that you dislike. Okay, they allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them, which the Republicans do, because they cease to be unborn. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege, without reimagining social structures apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim that you love Jesus. But actually, uh, dislike people who actually breathe. Mm. That, that's Republicans to a T. They, they love Jesus, but they don't really like people. Mm. Prisoners, immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all of the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, question mark, they all got thrown under the bus, and they will continue to keep getting thrown under the bus as long as Republicans have some sort of power in this country. 
Vote them all out. Vote them all out. Okay. Um, here's a anti-gun thing. Suicide is likelier for women in homes with a gun. Okay. Now, this is based on a study. Uh, uh, Stanford was one of the... Uh, uh, institutions that con uh, that conducted this study. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to have to get out my magnifying glass here. Women who live with handgun owners are 43% more likely to die by suicide than those living in gun-free households. A study from researchers at Stanford and... Uh, Northwestern University shows. Well, the Republicans will say, well, they're just a bunch of lefty elites. What do they know? Okay. Uh, the, the saying is that people have guns in their homes for protection, and they're making themselves safer. Well, that's not true according to this study. And this is only one of many studies that have come to the same conclusion. Uh, the study published Wednesday in the JAMA, J-A-M-A, Journal of the American Medical Association, the most prestigious medical journal in, well, certainly this country, but probably the world. Um, J-A-M-A Psychiatry. Okay, they followed 9.5 million adult women in California over 12 years who were not gun owners. At the start of the study period, all of the women lived with at least one other adult in a handgun-free household. But over the course of 12 years, the circumstances of for more than 330,000 of them changed as someone they lived with became a lawful handgun owner. Okay. The researchers uh, found that rates of suicide by any method were higher among the women who were exposed to household handguns. Uh, okay, uh, let me start that one over again. Uh, were higher among the women who were exposed to household handguns than for those who remained in handgun-free homes. The higher suicide rate was entirely attributable to death by firearms. Okay. The question we tried to address is what happens to a woman's suicide risk when someone she lives with brings a handgun into their gun-free home for the first time? The answer? Her chances of dying by suicide increases by more than 40%, said Dr. Matthew Miller, a professor of epidemiology at Northeastern University and the lead author of the study. Okay, I'm not going to read any more of this article. But um, certainly that won't be welcomed by the uh, Republican Party, the NRA, the Gun Owners of America, or any of those right-wing creeps. Um, so mm, be warned. If you're a gun-free household, just don't go out and buy a gun and thinking that you're going to use it for self-defense or protection, those are all shibboleths that the uh, right-wing gun nuts use to convince you to try to buy more guns. Okay. Um, here's a... Uh, okay. All right, here's a letter to the Chronicle uh, in today's paper, and it's about the uh, Roe v. Wade thing. And it's entitled, uh, Keep Religion Out of It. Okay. If the Supreme Court's conservative justices are unable to find support for Roe in the Constitution, they did not look very hard. 
the Establishment Clause of the Constitution prohibits the federal or state governments from imposing religious beliefs on its citizens. Okay, what's religion got to do with it? Okay. The opposition to abortion is clearly motivated by the Christian political belief that life begins at conception. There is no basis other than religion to support this belief and in parentheses, uh, other religions believe that life begins when the baby takes its first breath. Okay. Rose viability uh, condition is a reasonable way to draw the line for when life begins. Okay. Uh, striking down Roe gives preference to Christianity and abrogates the First Amendment. Free exercise of religion. Okay. Um, in uh, yesterday's New York Times, and I just got around to reading yesterday's New York Times uh, a bit earlier today, uh, there's a beautiful article about <clears throat> book banning in general and gender queer in particular. And I've talked about this book and I've read it. Uh, it's by Maya Kobabe, uh, K-O-B-A-B-E. And her book is the most banned book in the United States. Now she's 33. She herself claims that she's gender queer, asexual, and uh, uses gender-neutral pronouns and all of the stuff that goes with that. And um, I would uh, go out and buy this. It's, it's actually a uh, graphic novel. I mean, she's an artist first, writer second, but she's combined them both. And uh, mm, uh, it's... And she grew up in rural Petaluma and went to Petaluma High School. Uh, like I say, she's 33 now. And uh, she went to Dominican University down in San Rafael for her uh, Bachelor of Arts degree. But uh, she goes into her own search for her personal identity. And it's hard enough for teens to grow up in today's world with all these Republicans running around in it. Uh, but a teen who is wrestling with ideas of gender identity, of uh, sexuality, is um, it makes it even harder to grow up. And uh, like I say, it's the number one banned book in the United States. And I, if you subscribe to the New York Times, which I do, uh, look up yesterday's, okay, which would be, I don't know, May 4th. No, excuse me, May 3rd. Um, oh, which is uh, National Teacher Day, by the way, uh, May, May 3rd. And also, as Mickey Huff uh, reminded me, uh, that uh, it's a Press Freedom Day as well, although my desk calendar here doesn't uh, mention that fact. But for sure, yesterday was National Teachers Day. Okay, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. It's uh, Kit Pat. Excuse me. God, these um, reverberations in my headphones kind of make it hard to talk sometimes. It's not just my advancing age. It's I'm blaming it on the headphones. Okay. So here's my play out music. <laughs> You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.org.
FM. Support Community Radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma Community Access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and, most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, uh, that's 58 minutes exactly. Uh, KPCALP 103.3 FM has now cut me off. Um, but I'm still on uh, um, YouTube uh, for another 10 seconds. I will see you guys next week. And um, I hope that uh, this hubbub about... Uh, Overturning Roe v. Wade is worth it. It just, uh, okay, um, the last thing I'm going to say here is vote all Republicans out of office. Okay, goodbye now. <laughs>